feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. When you play at a club like Celtic, you're expected to win every single game. I just think they're going through a real bad time at this this moment. And I would hate to say it, I didn't like to see people getting sacked, but I think it's got to the stage where uh, a change is needed. I've had fans giving me a bit of abuse at times, it's no nice. Again, the manager's tried something different, he's went back to his tried and trusted back three. Just didn't work. That performance on Sunday was indefendable for me. For me. The Goal Radio Football Show. With Rob McLean, Craig Moore and Stephen Cragen. With OPC Energy Limited, the renewable energy specialists. Call 0808 17 17 700. Let's go! Who's going to sort Celtic? It's a big question, is it? Neil Lennon, who's been left in charge to take the team to Milan for Thursday's European game. Or do the club need a new manager to get them back on track for the 10-in-a-row challenge? And what are you Rangers fans thinking as your team stretches the unbeaten run to 23 games? It's an 11-point lead in the Premiership, a place in the League Cup quarterfinals, and Steven Gerrard's team have one foot in the knockout phase of the Europa League as well 48 hours away from Standard Liège at Ibrox it could all be sorted then what do you want to say about Rangers or Celtic or indeed any other team or any other football topic that's on your mind it's a big night for Scotland's women Uh, they're playing Finland at Easter Road in the European Championship qualifiers and they're badly needing a win after losing in Helsinki and Lisbon. A draw doesn't rule out qualification but it would leave Scotland relying on help from elsewhere. You know the number. Uh, We want to have you on the show. You can, if you say, join the conversation 0808 17 17 700. Text go in your message to 87474 and on the socials it's at GoFootball show. Rob McLean, Stephen Cragen, Craig Moore and uh, later in the show we will be hearing from a couple of former Celtic defenders as well. Alan Stubbs will be with us in about 15 minutes. Ramon Vega in the second hour of the show. I'm not sure what the collective word is for a group of central defenders (laughs) who spent their careers kicking people but uh, we've got a few of them around tonight Craig. Yeah, there's a few. I don't know about kicking. I, I, I didn't no. do much kicking. Eh? Stephen, I, no. you? Craig just forgot about the ball. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? Ki- did you ever kick each other? You two? Oh, I'm sure we would. Probably have. not. No, probably but not. I've got, I've got plenty of teammates with scars to just remember them. That's for sure. <laughs> maybe <laughs> set, set, set pieces. Set pieces, <laughs> and maybe a little hustle and bustle around the set pieces. Yeah, some call it hustle and bustle. Some call it assault. <laughs> um, let's move on then and get in touch with us. Get involved in the show. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Neil Lennon remains a massive topic in Scottish football. Uh, no word as yet since uh, Sunday's League Cup defeat at home to uh, Ross County. There was, of course, that uh, ugly reaction from a small 
small section of the support outside Celtic Park afterwards. It was not uh, pretty. And meantime, Neil Lennon is in charge and he will lead the team against AC Milan in the San Siro. What challenge that is going to be on Thursday night. So what about the immediate future then for Neil Lennon? Does he believe in himself? Well, yeah, of course. You know, I believe in himself. Look, it's, I don't... I'm not always going to, you know, harp on about what I've done in the past. That's, we're in the present, and you're based on, and I know the expectations, expectations from supporters, expectations from the board, expectations for the club, and I'm falling short of it at the minute. You know, me and my backroom team, so we have to, sorry me saying we're going to turn a the corner, there's no point talking about it, we have to do it with our actions and we have to do it soon, otherwise the, the landscape could change for me very quickly. Well, he believes in himself. Maybe no great surprise there. Stephen Craig, and do you still believe in Neil Lennon as Celtic manager? Well, that interview alone tells you Neil's not in a great place. You know, you think of Neil over the past three or four weeks when he's come under criticism, he's come out firing, he's come out throwing punches back. You know, he's been aggressive and he's been on the front foot telling people what it's all about. I thought there was an acceptance in that interview alone. And I think he said after the game as well, Rob, I think I should be given more time at it. But if not, then so be it. And that tells you he was probably expecting a phone call on Sunday night, as most of us probably were. I'm not going to lie. I sat looking yeah. at the TV and checking Twitter to think there's going to be a statement soon. It just seemed inevitable after the defeat against Ross County that Neil Lennon would be relieved of his duties. Um, whether what happened after the game outside the ground affected Dermot Desmond's thinking or Peter Lawwell's thinking, whatever happened on Monday, if they had a Zoom call together, I think Neil mentioned that as well, or has been mentioned that they've had a Zoom call and it's, it's been positive. But it's getting to the stage. We stood last week and we'd said they'd won two games in eight. And you know, then I backed him and I said, "Yeah, he's got to stay in a job. He's got to be given a chance." But if results don't improve, then you know the narrative will change from that. And here we are, a week on. He's now lost another two games after that. So you can't imagine he's got many games left, which is a sad, you know, state of affairs because he, he's done so much for the football club. You know, he, he's put his heart and soul into it. But sometimes you just need a change for change's sake, just to try and change direction and, and take the club a different way. Because the one thing is, you can't get rid of the players at this moment in time. And if the players aren't going to up the game, the only other thing to do is change the manager. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope he gets more time to do it. It, it seems to be that will be the case. Craig, you know all about the, the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl. Um, are you surprised that, that he's that he survived so far what happened on Sunday? I am. I am, if, I, if I'm honest, because I just felt that... Um, you know, he's, he's press interviews and all that sort of stuff. He, he knows himself that he can't continually... Um, keep coming up with excuses he's, he's admitted that he can't keep coming up for excuses for, for the team's performances and, and and the poor results so look it, it's a difficult one I was also uh, like yourself Stephen I, I think he deserved time obviously his, his success at the football club is incredible um, but you know he, he knows uh, in terms of, of our business and, and the way that it is that when the when the results aren't there and at this moment in time it's hard to see how that can change um, and it's a massive year as we know but more importantly just for Celtic in general in terms of progression what is the um, the, the forward thinking plan for, for Celtic and do they stick do they twist you know it really is a, a, a tough one and some huge decisions that um, I'm sure over the next you know week or so we, we, we'll hear we'll hear more because going away to AC Milan uh, also in, in the Europa AC Milan five points clear uh, in the Italian league, yeah. it's not yeah. going to. It's not no, going to be an easy. easy game. And they've already lost three-one to them at home. They have. Plus, it's 
it's a meaningless game effectively because they can't progress out of the Europa League. Yes. So so right away then players come off at five or ten percent because they think we're going here to play a game that we can't progress in. Yes, you want to do yourself justice, but you're not at your best. You don't have your edge because there's nothing effectively to play for with regards progression. So also, that's the big also, challenge. Yeah. Also, what team do you play? Yeah, I potentially do, do, you, want do, you, do you save players for Sunday at home to St Johnston, or or do you go full strength because you, yeah. you need a performance? Yeah. You you know it, it might just be damage limitation. And if you go and lose five nil, that certainly doesn't help your case to try and stay on as a manager. Mm-hmm. So Neil has got a real balance in act. I'm guessing, you know, the way the board will, or, or Dermot, you know, I don't know what it's the board or Dermot Desmond, but they will be looking at it and thinking, what is the response on Thursday night when there is a meaningless game we can't qualify? What is the mindset of the players? What is the approach of the players and the manager to put them onto the pitch? That may be in their thinking with regards moving the forward. But what I would say is. It isn't the problem with Neil Lennon, if that's what it is, or, or, or Celtic as a club with regards to improvement. It isn't going to happen in the next week or 10 days. No. This is going to be something that's going to take two, three, four months by the time they can build up momentum, get the positivity back, and, and really progress on. So if they beat St Johnston on Sunday, is it the next game? If they lose that one, what happens then if they win that one? Is it wait until the next one? And I just think the longer it goes like that, Rob, you know, it, it's such a difficult mindset to get away from. The players will know they could just potentially be one game away from it. The question is, has a negativity gone so far that there's no way back? Yeah. And that's what people will have to, you know, make decisions on. And the, and the other thing is as well, we've, you know, <clears throat> at Celtic, five, six players potentially entering the last 18 months mm. of the their contracts. You know, so so again, like what what is the what is the plan for these players? And if the plan is not at Celtic in the future, you know, is that something that, that the clubs start to kind of let the, mm. the the fans know? And it, it it's a hard one. But like mm. I said, at this moment in time, you you only need one or two off, and I'm talking about minds elsewhere, and and that impact throughout a squad. Um, that can change very, very quickly. So, I mean, again, we're not we're, we're not on the inside, mm-hmm. but looking in from the outside, you're thinking there's you know there's there's obviously something that's just not right, uh, and and is it being driven by the players in terms of maybe being a little bit distracted, lost focus, mm-hmm. out of confidence, um, you know, or is it with the the management team in terms of you know the the motivation the the intensity of training and all these other things it's still it's a difficult one because we're on the outside yeah. in in any other season there might be a case if you're looking at it logically and dispassionately for for some long-term yeah. planning for for may, maybe now is the time maybe now is the time for a change of manager maybe now is the time to refresh the squad because maybe it's gone as far mm. as it's going but not however, the, not, not on the however. T- however this is this is this is 10 in a row yeah. and and everyone is everyone of 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 everyone at Celtic and Celtic supporters is obsessed with it this discussion should have happened 2 or 3 years ago Celtic should have been looking 2 or 3 years ago and thinking Rangers are weak they're struggling they're changing manager left right and center the quality of player they have isn't the quality of player that Celtic have we're in the Champions League, we're winning trophies, we can attract the best players from Scotland to come and play for our club. We're in a really good place. They should have been planning for 12, 13, 14, 15 in a row. That was the gap between Rangers and Celtic two or three years ago when Pedro Cachini was in and Mark Warburton left and Graham Murphy was in charge. Rangers were a mess. They were on their knees and Celtic really with the finances they had and the quality of player they had, they should have really nailed Rangers to the mast and said, we're now going to dominate for the next X amount of years. But the planning, whether it's people sitting with their feet up, whether it's complacency, taking their eye off the ball, not investing in the right players, being lazy in the transfer market, not planning ahead. An example would be Scott Brown. Now, Scott Brown has been a terrific player, a terrific servant for Celtic. He's won umpteen trophies. I actually feel sorry for him this year. 
I really do because he's been forced to play every single game. He's 35 years of age. Mm. He's not up to playing every single game Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. He's a yard away from where he wants to be, particularly in European games. He goes to make a tackle against Milan and the ball's gone. That's not Scott Brown. He's carried that team for the last two or three years with his energy and his appetite. That's how he leads on the pitch and he wants others to follow. But if he's not getting where he wants to get to, I don't think he's having the same impact. There should have been a replacement there for Scott Brown two or three years ago. Maybe not to play 30 games a season, but to play 10 or 15, drip feed them in so you can almost take Scott Brown in and out of the side. Look mm. at what Stephen Gerrard's doing with Stephen Davis. It's the exact one. 35 years of age, the exact same age. I think Stephen yeah. Davis is maybe six months older and he's playing every other game and he's still having an impact. He's still affecting games. He's still one of their best players. And Scott Brown, on the other hand, is looking for his legs and trying to cover ground and trying to carry a team and he doesn't have it anymore. And I think, not every week he has it, certainly, but I think he should have been and that replacement should have been in two or three years ago, Rob. That's where they haven't done it right for me. So is Neil Lennon the man to get more out of these players? And it has to happen quickly, of course, if they're to turn this corner, if he is to survive in the job. He certainly thinks so. Oh, yeah, we can get a lot more out of them. You know, we have to get more out of them because, you know, some of them, I think, are playing with a little bit of anxiety for some reason and just lacking a little bit of confidence in their play. But as a group, there doesn't seem to be too much effect of that, evidence of it. But they are absolutely devastated in there. You know, it's been a long, fantastic run. It's come to an end on my watch. So I'm as devastated as they are about it. It's really difficult, isn't it, Craig, when you're on that downward spiral, halting the slide. Uh, and, and as Craig said right at the top of the show, I mean, and it struck me last night listening to, to the audio clips of, of Neil Lennon, he sounds flat. He does because we know what Neil Neil Lennon is a fighter. He he's he's a motivator, and even in his his press conference and all that sort of stuff, there's normally a little bit of a bite about him and and and, and an assurance, yeah. And he's kind of he is he's coming across now where I kind of think that he'll he'll be overthinking the press conferences because he's like I can't keep rolling out with the same nonsense I've I've, I've hit him with last week, you know. So again, and I think that is that's the issue. I think that. Everybody at the moment at Celtic Football Club are overthinking, uh, and that's what happens when you when you you aren't getting results and you're out of form, and you know you go and you, you work hard, but there's that doubt. There is that doubt, and until you can turn the corner, uh, I've been here, you know, for three months, and I've been here, and you know, Celtic uh, are going to turn the corner uh, the next game. It just hasn't it hasn't happened, so they haven't been able to get onto uh, to that run where all of a sudden you get into that rhythm, you get that confidence. And, and, and you can get that boost and you can feel it go through a football club. You can feel it go through a team. Yeah. Uh, and they just haven't been able to get to that. But he does seem flat. Had it not been for those ugly scenes outside Celtic Park on Sunday, you, you touched on it right at the top, uh, Stephen. Um, would Neil Lennon have gone? Is he weary of walking away at this stage? Are, are, are the Celtic hierarchy weary mm. of showing him the door at this stage? because it might appear to be bowing to mob rule. Yeah, well, a couple of things that Celtic aren't traditionally or certainly haven't been in the last few years being a club who sack managers in season. I think the last manager to be sacked in during the season was Tony Mowbray. You know, whether they've, with like say Ronnie Dyla and you know, had an agreement at the end of the season, you move on, but they don't like sacking mid-season, so whether that's in their mindset. But also, the supporters are frustrated because they can't get to the games. Mm. They're not in the stadium. They feel as if this is the only way they can get at their club and they can make their point shown. I'm not up for the for the wrestling and, 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 and the combative nature of Sunday night, absolutely not. If people want to go and put a banner up and have a peaceful demonstration and let the club know, fine. But you can't, you know, 
attack the club and attack the players and, and, and be at the ground when we shouldn't be in this day and age. When you speak about Neil Lennon walking away, there's a bit of hypocrisy because when Brendan Rodgers walked away, they said proper Celtic men don't walk away. If they have someone who has an affinity for our football club, you don't walk away and leave us when, when we needed you most. So if Neil Lennon goes and walks away then, or they want him to walk away, you can't have it both ways. Neil Lennon is a Celtic man through and through. He will not. And I think, you know, why should he? If the board don't think he's doing his job, make him move on. It shouldn't be Neil Lennon's decision. It should be taken for him. And if they keep backing him, believe me, he will stay on. And of course, Craig, it's all magnified by what's happening on the other side of the city. Celtic points-wise aren't too far away from where they were last season, but Rangers are absolutely cruising it at the moment. 11-point lead, quarter-finals of the League Cup, uh, shortly to reach the knockout stages of the Europa as well. Yeah, and and like domestically they've got points on the board, which uh, for me is very, very important. We know that you know that Celtic got a couple of games in hand, but the way that Celtic are playing at the moment, uh, you know, will they take maximum points? You kind of well. They, they might, they might not. Um, so it's getting closer and closer to that that gap potentially extending, uh, and then you know potentially it's all over. The season's done and dusted. It could be uh, as early as as January two if if things were uh, continuing. Because Rangers at the moment domestically have got the ability to um, to change the squad on a regular basis. Uh, the players just seem to to come in and, and know exactly what their role is. Um, they're, they're like a well-oiled machine at the moment. Uh, you know, they're getting goals in in different areas. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's that's fantastic. You know, in terms of your, your strikers, I mean, we see their defenders. I mean, Tav's had an unbelievable season, but central defenders are popping up with goals. Barisic popping up with goals. They're getting goals from a lot of different areas, but more importantly, whatever eleven Stephen Gerrard puts out, plus the impact players that are coming off the bench don't look like losing games. So that... That ups the ante. That definitely ups the ante. It heightens everything that's happening this season and and especially when Celtic aren't getting the results because you know what it's like. You get a game at the weekend and all of a sudden, you know, uh, Celtic are gone and and maybe got a result um, and then all of a sudden Rangers go and beat Hamilton Ackies 8-0. Kind of. Just when you think you're going, okay, we're back on track. But then... Rangers go and get an eight 0 convince and win. So you like bloody. which was rolled reversed yeah. if you think under Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, which absolutely. was very similar. That they, there was no room for error. You can't drop a single point because you know they're going to capitalise. Yeah. And Sunday's another one because Rangers play first against Ross County before Celtic play in the afternoon against St Johnson, don't they? So yeah. there's another chance just to put a wee bit more pressure on then St Johnson, who are doing okay. Won at Motherwell last week on a really good run of form. I think eight or nine games unbeaten. So they will think we can go there and win. So suddenly, you know, the whole narrative just changes. The, the dynamic again is in Rangers' favour. But you know, six of Celtic's next eight league games are at Celtic Park. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and normally you'd think, well, that's going to be uh, eighteen points. But on based on what we've watched over the past number of weeks, and I keep hearing all this, you know, Celtic are you know lone confidence, haven't been playing well. There was no team worse off than them, apart from Hamilton, than there was Ross County on Sunday going to Celtic Park. They were in a worse place than where Celtic were. Don't have the same finances, don't have the same money. You know, so, um, you know, they they certainly should have been beating someone like Ross County, who put in a terrific performance. So, you know, you can't always look at confidence. The confidence is, there's your jersey, go and play. It's a moving story. Stephen Craig and Craig Moore, Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Join us. Have your say. What would you like to say? 0808 17 17 700. Former Celtic defender Alan Stubbs was there inside Celtic Park on Sunday when it all kicked off. He's up next. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. 
Well, I got a hell of a shock there. I turned round to the TV screen in the studio and I saw Chris Boyd dressed as an elf. And I thought, what have I been on? <laughs> Craig, any thoughts? Oh, mate, he was looking... Yeah, it was looking different, wasn't he? There, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. I had a look and I had a, I had a good old chuckle myself. I can't say the suit was a bit tight. <laughs> yes, indeed. People want to hear that. <laughs> that's, that's put me all wrong for the rest of the show. To be oh. honest, it's the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy uh, Limited. Rob McLean, Stephen Craig, and Craig Moore in the studio at the weekend. It was uh, League Cup time, and uh, the last sixteen Alawa through Dunfermline Hibs, Livingston, St Johnston and St Mirren. And on Sunday, Falkirk nil, Rangers 4 and Celtic nil, Ross County 2. That result which has had uh, massive reverberations uh, around Scottish football and uh, the repercussions continuing, the reaction continuing. What do you want to say about it? 0808 17 17 700. Uh, text GO in your message to 874 74. And on the socials, it's at go football show uh, well one man a former Celtic defender was uh, working for Premier Sports he was inside the ground at Celtic Park on Sunday when it all kicked off Alan Stubbs hi Alan good evening how are you doing I'm very good I'm very good Rob how was it on uh, how was it on Sunday uh, when it was all starting to happen outside well, well to be honest Rob before the game it was it was just starting to to brew a little bit before the game because where obviously we, we park in terms of the TV compound it was virtually adjacent to where the players came in on the buses um, and there was a group of about 30 before the game that were shouting obscenities and then some it was mixed before the game because you had you had a group of people that wanted to shout things at the players but then in the next breath they were shouting, come on, Celtic! <laughs> so it was, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, but then after the game, obviously it was very different. Yeah. You I know, mean, it was... It all, I, went, it, all I, went, it all went pretty poisonous at the end, didn't it? It did. I, I, I literally got to my car about quarter five and there was already a group of about, about a hundred already on the fences waiting and we, we, we were like by my car and I was, contemplating do a do a try and go behind and then the steward said, Alan, would you just mind a minute? The police are not letting anybody out. And then it starts to build and build and you could see it getting a little bit more hostile and starting to shake the fences and they were you know, obviously the, the atmosphere had turned very different to to before the game and after about another ten minutes a a, a steward came up to me and said, Alan listen it may be best if you just go round the back of the crowd and, and get out because I can see this getting worse and, and, and building and, and obviously it did. And do you think, Al, what happened there has had an impact on on what Neil Lennon and Dermot Desmond and Peter Lowell have done since or not done since, more to the point? I, I do, I do. Um, I think in, in in a way it's it's maybe made the board think that we can't let that dictate what we want to do um, because I feared for Neil after the game and I, I really don't want to see anybody get the sack I, I must stress that but I thought with the, the manner of the defeat I thought it, it would have been very difficult for him to have stayed in the job you know and uh, obviously I, I'd love him to turn it around I really would but I just think it, it it's maybe gone 
too far now. How, how would you describe the Celtic performance on Sunday, having watched it close up? Um, abject, flat, um, very, very uh, low, low key, as if they. I, I couldn't. I, I don't think any player ever goes onto the pitch, and and, in, and they don't try, but. It was it was a it was a very very disappointing performance, especially when you you see the players that Celtic had out. You know they had more than enough to beat a Ross County team that were were in really poor form. We, we couldn't keep clean sheets, and to be honest, apart from uh, Yeti's chance where he hits the, hits the the post, I don't really think Celtic cut them open. You know. I'd say Ross, Ross Laidlaw had probably one of his most comfortable games that yeah. you could ever mm. think of at, at Celtic's ground, which, which tells you everything. You know, it's okay, it's okay having the ball, and Celtic did. They, they, they had the majority of the ball, but they didn't really do anything with it. Stubbsy, it's Craggs. How are you doing? You okay? Hi, Craggs. You okay? Stubbsy, on what you've said then, you'd love Neil to turn it round. How then does he turn it round? Because he's he's changed personnel, he's changed yeah. the shape, he's tried he's gone back to something that didn't work before and it's still not working. How then do you in your mind as a manager, you've been a manager yourself, how do you then turn yeah. something round? Well I think Cags when 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 Neil came out a few weeks ago and we were obviously doing doing the T V and he and he came out after one of the games and he said, I know what I need to do. There needs to be a, a, a complete shift in mentality, and that was a few weeks ago, and nothing's really changed. And and I think when you come out with with a statement like that, and not nothing's changed, even if even if performances were better, you know, I don't see the performances where you think, you know, what they were unlucky today, Celtic. Mm. You know, they played actually well. You know, they were a bit unfortunate. This didn't fall for them. I don't see that. At, at the moment, I really don't see it. And that's, that's my biggest concern for Neil, is that, OK, yeah, you can, you can sometimes play yourself out, out of a dip because you can see signs in the game where you go, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what, we're nearly there. I don't think Celtic are nearly there at all. And that's, 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 that's a real concern. And, and Cads, you'll, you'll stay the same. You don't see Celtic playing their way out of, out of, out yeah. of this right now, the way they're playing. I agree. Stubbs here, it's Craig Moore, how are you mate? Hiya Craig, you okay? Yeah, good pal, good. Uh, listen, good. An, an, another word obviously that's come out of, of Celtic, probably in, in one of those interviews after the games uh, from Neil Lennon was culture. Um, yeah. And we know we all know how important uh, a good culture is. Um, but I was just wanting to know your thoughts in terms of, you know, there's, there's five or six players that are... are Contracts are running out, entering their last 18 months uh, of their contract. Now, we know that players don't go out not to perform, but how much of a distraction can that be? And is it possible that that's something that's that's lingering and working away in the background as well uh, with these performances? Yeah. You know what, Craig? And, and Craig, you'll be, and you would have been in exactly the same. You've been in some great dressing rooms where if players are not doing it, You'd, you'd be the first one to stand up and say, "Listen, come on, that's not acceptable. We need to perform better than that." You know, and and I, and I just don't know whether, you know, I think there's a, I think Scott Brown would say that. You know, I don't think he'd have a problem saying it to players. I think there'd be a few others saying it to players, but 
you know, you, you look at the players performing poorly is not a direct result of Neil Lennon. That's that's down to the players themselves. Yep. That's down to their own professionalism to say, you know what, yeah, the manager's getting a bit of stick, but I'm going to go on the pitch and I'm going to do my bit. I don't see the players doing that. Mm. They keep coming out and saying, we're right behind the manager, we're, we're playing for the manager, we don't want to do this. Talk's cheap. Less talk and more action. Because yeah. that's, what they, that's what they need to do. You know, it's okay coming in front of a camera after, after being beaten. We've all, been, we've all been there. We've all had dips in form. You know, no player goes through the career without, without having to suffer dips in form. But it's, it's, how you, it's the way you go about them on the pitch. Because I, I, I look at some of the Celtic players and they look like they're accepting it rather than mm-hmm. wanting to do something about it. But Stubby, do you know and what? It, it, some of those players have never been through adversity with Celtic. All they've ever had is trophy success, maybe not playing well like the cup final last year against Rangers, but winning. They've got, you know, they've got medals, they've got win bonuses, they've got all that stuff. Like if, you know, I'm and I'm not saying this is the you know direct case, but like if Christopher Julian and 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 Ryan Christie, uh, Odson Edward, Callum McGregor since he came into the team, it's just been success and suddenly now it's a you know the shift has changed and it's almost like oh, yeah. you know what are we doing it's the first time you know you talk about characters as a Celtic player and a Rangers player or to be a top player it's easy to have good character when you're winning games all the time isn't it the character yeah. really shines through in adversity when you're not winning trophies yeah I think I think that it's okay it's okay when you're winning things because it, it, it becomes a habit and it's it's like a it's like a, a conveyor belt it just keeps moving along mm-hmm. when you're winning it's when you're losing I think that defines a player. Yep. You know, not, not necessarily when you're winning, because it's easy when you're winning, because everything just seems to fall into place. But it's when you lose, and I think it epitomises what type of player you are. Because it, it, it shows, you know, and it's a, good job, it's a good job for them players that there's no Celtic fans in the stadium right now. Yeah. You know, because all they're seeing probably what at the moment is, is criticism from social media. And it's easy, because you can press a button and switch that off. When you're in the stadium and there's 60,000 fans and they're showing the discontent, you can't just switch it off. You know, so in a way, they're quite fortunate right now. Uh, Is Neil Lennon effectively on a match-to-match contract at the moment in that we we, we don't know what's going to happen in Milan on Thursday night? I mean, you would would have to fear the worst based on uh, what they did against what, what was, as you said, a struggling Ross County team going into that game on Sunday. Uh, so you, you would you would worry about coming up against a Milan team, as Craig was telling us at the top of the show, that's five points clear at the top of Serie A. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I really do, and I, and I think for everybody, all all it's doing is 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 basically everyone's just sharpening the pencil for is this the game? Yeah. Is this the game? And that, as a manager, that's that's no way to to run a run a football club, and even the players, the players will be thinking that now. You know, is when when's when's it going to happen? Because you know, I, I just I just really fear for it because it's it's a really difficult position that they're in now. Because you see Neil Neil's body language after the game on Sunday, and he was asked the question of, "What do you think Martin O'Neill would have done if he was in that dressing room now?" And and he went and he just shrugged his shoulders and went as if to say, mm. "Some of them wouldn't cope with it." 
you know, and... And you listen to his tone of voice, Al, at the moment as well. I mean, we were yeah. listening to some clips of audio earlier on in the in the show. I mean, he just sounds completely flat. I mean, would, you know, would he be... Do you think he might actually be relieved at the moment to be relieved of his duties? Um, no, because I think the job means so much to him because he's he's a winner and he's and he's and he's always been like that throughout his playing days and as a manager, okay, and he won't wanna he won't wanna walk away from it. But there'll there'll come a point where Neil will have to take stock of, of everything in terms of how he's remembered at Celtic and he doesn't want it to fall, I don't think, sour in a really bad way. Yeah, this could tarnish the reputation a bit. Yeah, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, he's he's won everything there is to have won as a player at Celtic and as a manager. You know, and you don't you don't want that to, to overshadow all the good work that he's done for this time right now. Um you know that would be that would be a really sad situation for him. You know, and obviously we know Neil's had a couple of issues in the past in terms with with his men his mental um health and stuff like that. And that's the last thing that I'd want Neil to be going through. Mm. You know, I don't think anybody would. Football comes way second to all that. And I think Neil has to seriously think about that. You know, take away your pride and all and that. But if it does get too much, then, you know, I, I hope that doesn't doesn't affect his mental, his mental health. It would be nice if some of those guys who were uh, protesting outside Celtic Park on Sunday had spared a thought for, for that, wouldn't it? The, the human side yeah. of this. Yeah, and look, and that, that, that's the thing, unfortunately. You look at, and I agree with Stubbsy, it's like, I think it's very hard for Celtic to, to continue with Neil Lennon, whether it's just around the corner a week or two. Um, but I don't think we, we, we can ever, and, and certainly the Celtic fans uh, should never forget his contribution as a player at the football club uh, with huge success and also a, as a manager and I just hope that uh, look obviously I hope that he can turn things around because I, I'm the same I, I hate seeing managers lose their jobs or, or be sacked but we know unfortunately that is the the business but most importantly that he's remembered uh, in a way um, the way that he should be in terms of his contribution at Celtic Football Club. Would you set out Al on Thursday to to damage limit in Milan in the San Siro to put out a really uh, defence if that's possible for Celtic at the moment a defence orientated team that just uh, gets something respectable out of that and then kicks on to Sunday in the hope that they, they can get the show back on the road in the Premiership I, I, I do I do. I think what Neil's in the position with now is that he's thinking you know if he sets up defensively they're not keeping clean sheets. You know, you know they look very fragile defensively. Um, so therefore, the other thing to that was, would just go and go out and really take the game to Milan. And obviously, if, if he does that, then he could, he could well be on the end of a, of a, of a, of a big loss. You know, but at this moment in time, Celtic needs to score two and three goals to have any chance of winning games because they can't keep the back door closed. You know, you look at the manner in, the manner in which they're conceding goals, especially from set pieces. Yeah, I was just looking at a, graf a graphic today that was, that, and, and I should know this, but but it just, it was it was smacking me in the eyes. It was 13 goals conceded so far in, in four Europa. And bear in mind, not, not Champions League, which is where Celtic would want to be, Europa League games, 13 and four. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a quite damning 
statistic, you know, and you look at Celtic when they, when they are defending set pieces, and that just for me just comes down to a desire to to go and win the ball. You know, there's a, there's a real lack in concentration when Celtic are defending set pieces right now. And um, you know, it's far too easy to 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 run off players and you know. Set pieces for me always comes down to the biggest thing is, is responsibility. You know, some players are quite happy just to stand in a space and say, this is my area. Whereas other players will take responsibility and go, yeah, well, this is my area, but if that ball's in a vicinity where I can win it, I'm going to go and try and win it. Rather than just say, well, that's not my area. And I think there's far too much of that right now. But that's why they brought Shane Duffy in, Stubbsy. Was, yeah. was to eradicate yeah. that and let him be the player to go and head the ball and, and keep the clean sheets. He can't even get a game at the minute. So it just shows you how much it's gone full circle already. Yeah. It, to be honest, Craig, you know, it has. It's, it's been a it's been a, a nightmare start for Shane. Uh, and I, I had Shane at Everton and he's a, he's, a, he's a great boy and he's probably trying for me too hard yeah. because of mm. the Celtic background and what it means to play for the club rather than just focusing on trying to do what he does well and that's defend you know he's probably trying to be something that he's not uh, and that obviously has, has had an adverse effect on him mm. um, because he, he will head and kick it all day long but when you ask when you put a bit of a bit of onus on him to, to be a, a ball playing centre off then that's not his strength you know and it wouldn't surprise me if Shane goes back in January because it's that, it has been that, that poor of a start Alan, good to hear from you. Thanks a lot for joining Thanks us. Thanks very much. Cheers. That's Cheers, uh, Stubbsy. All the best to you. That's the, the former Celtic defender, Alan Stubbs. Some interesting thoughts on what is going on at the moment. It's uh, minute by minute at Celtic, hour by hour, rather than uh, day by day. As we wait to see what happens next in a fascinating Scottish football story. Do you want to have your say on it? Uh, do you want to talk about Rangers and uh, that 23-game unbeaten run? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks, Chris. Chris with the uh, travel, and you with the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Thanks for all your positive reaction to the show. And you know, of course, that uh, if you do happen on a bit of the show and you think I'd like to hear a bit more of that, there is the podcast uh, that you can catch up on, and uh, downloads of the podcast approaching uh, a quarter of a million. So, uh, thanks for all your support and some breaking news on the football show as well because Celtic have issued a statement so stand by for this it's from uh, Peter Lowell the chief executive while the club has faced a difficult period on the pitch he says he's reiterating the club's determination to succeed this season and to move forward together Peter Lowell said and this has just emerged in the last few minutes uh, like all those with Celtic's best interests at heart everyone at the club is feeling the same hurt disappointment and frustration following the team's recent results. We're accustomed to winning and of course our objective will always be for that to continue. There is no complacency whatsoever, he says. Neil, the players and backroom staff who've already done so much for the club share in all of that. They've never been more determined to succeed. Having enjoyed such sustained unprecedented success, we now need strength in adversity. We know that many Celtic supporters share very honest and real concerns and they are being heard by the club. 
every decision taken both on and off the park is with the club's best interests at heart. This is not about any individual, but about Celtic Football Club as a collective, he says. This is Peter Lowell talking. Together we've faced unique difficulties in the early part of the season. While some of these were beyond our control, of course we recognise we must improve. There's a long way to go and everyone at the club is ready for the challenge. Final paragraph. Later this month, Celtic will attempt what no other club in the world has achieved, a quadruple treble in domestic competitions. We can best prepare for that and for our other remaining competitions this season by moving forward together with the sole aim of achieving continued success for the club. Stephen Craig in your reaction. Well, listen, they're trying to... Peter's trying to show that there's a united front with the players and the management and the board, which is fine. Uh, I suppose the big question is, will it cut it with the supporters? And I don't think it will. You know, ultimately, you know, we, we kept saying, our people have kept saying, I've read it, it was a minority of supporters on Sunday night. And it may well be the minority of supporters, but they ain't going away. Unless Celtic can dramatically turn it around in the next month and win every single game, then those supporters won't be happy. The minute there's another point dropped or there's another game lost, they will get louder and louder. They may gather more support and get bigger. So it, it is, I imagine, to try and quieten things down. Good luck with that one. Well, it yeah. is. So un, un, unless Celtic have an incredible flip around in fortunes, because we've watched the team, you heard Stubbsy saying about it, the players look as if they're miles away from where they want to be. And it, it's going to take a dramatic turnaround to get them back to where they were in the second half of last season I don't see it happening but listen fair play at least Neil is getting a little bit of support which which I'm sure he'll be glad of that statement for me is uh, I, I've not learned anything anything new at all from, no. from that statement that's business 101 that's like you know what let's get in front of it let's make sure we get a statement out there um, rather than having people just writing uh, and speculating That that's kind of just to, to calm that side of things down Celtic fans are not silly that statement for me is is, is much about nothing yeah, but I mean, well, he's he's put his name to a statement which basically says they're not sacking Neil Lennon at the moment. Yeah, yeah, for for now, for now, uh, and like I said, that for me is just a is to buy time so that the media don't keep at keep at keep. We, we, it, look, it will happen uh, in terms of the, the the media. So it's not like Australia where I come from a little bit more aggressive here. The media <laughs> in terms of when they when they smell blood, but. In terms of you know seeing the way football clubs run and, and structure themselves, and for me getting on the front foot, getting something out there, and uh, normally as a manager, you don't like to get the back end of your board uh, because <laughs> how many well, times have we seen the back end of the board and then well, the manager yeah. loses well, his yeah, job? Exactly. He's had it two or three times the last week. Yeah, you know, so maybe it's not a bad thing for him. But listen, Neil will be in front of the press tomorrow ahead of Thursday's game. Mm. Yeah, so he will absolutely know what's coming his way. He will know he'll have the questions, and I do expect to see a prickly Neil Lennon tomorrow again. I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see him coming out fighting and being feisty and standing up. But ultimately, when he does that, then when his team go on the pitch, I want to see his team being prickly and feisty. Yes. How the manager is. You want to replicate what your manager is. And that's the problem at the moment. And that's that's, that's not transferring that's between Craig, manager Craig and players. Craig said it earlier. We keep thinking, this is the game. This is the game. I spoke to some people ahead of Ross County on Sunday and after when they lost in Prague. People said, watch them on Sunday. Watch the first five minutes. Watch yeah. the first ten minutes. They will be back. And they didn't. They were flat the full way through. They couldn't raise a gallop. And, and, and they haven't got anywhere near the standards than what they should be getting. There should be much more quality and, and better results coming from that squad of players. And quite clearly it's not. Would you have expected a reference to what happened outside the ground on Sunday in that statement? In a statement, yes. Yes. Uh, again, like I said, this is um, a minority in terms of a small amount of supporters 
Uh, majority of the supporters go about their business in, in, in the right way. It wasn't fantastic scenes, and, and look, the fans are entitled to their, their their opinions, obviously. But it's how it's how you do that, and I I think, Craig's we were talking about, it's like when you when you win, do it with class, and when things aren't also happening, like yeah. have that little bit of uh, pride about yourselves, your football club, uh, and and who you are as a supporter group. And I think some of the scenes, uh, like it was only a minority, but I would have thought that they're you know. Touching more on that within the. But do you think he's had a line about just one of the lines he says there, Rob? Like, like all those with Celtic's best interests at heart, everyone at the club is feeling the same hurt. I just wonder, is that a little dig? Yeah, say, yeah, well, just say it. <laughs> Rather than <laughs> yeah. alluding to it, just, well, just say it. Let, let's talk to Gary, who's a Rangers fan, but I think he wants to speak about the, the, the Celtic situation. Gary, hi there. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, well, thanks. Good. What would you like to say? Uh, first of all, thanks for getting me on. Um, Not at all. Basically, I live in England, so I'm out of the goldfish bowl, uh, and I like to think I have a good balanced view on the old firm. Obviously, I love I love my club, I love Rangers, but I don't live to hate Celtic, and uh, I've been brought up in the right way to respect Celtic and everything that they achieved in '67 mm-hmm. and so on and so yep. forth. I grew up in the city, so I'm well aware of the divide. Uh, right, so my point is basically... Um, I think it all comes down to sports psychology, um, where Celtic are at. I think Celtic's plenty of various layers. Obviously, you've got the board, uh, the manager, the fan, uh, the, the players, the fans. Yeah, And I think if you look at Celtic's previous 26 games going into the tail end of last year and the start of this year, they only lost one game in 26, and that was against Fenisvaros. They only conceded 14 goals, uh, and 12 goals, I believe, uh, something like that, somewhere in that region. 14 goals. Now, if you look at that as a, as a percentage, they've done a, that was an amazing run. And if you look at the game they lost pre, previous to that 26-game run, that was against Rangers uh, at Parkhead. So they picked themselves up from there. It's almost like they've dusted themselves down and they've went, right, we're Celtic. But then the way in which Rangers dominated them at the start of this run of 10, I think it's dawned on the players uh, because of how cocky Celtic as a as a conglomerate, as a club has become because of the situation that's come about over the last 10 years. I think it's now dawned on the players that this is real. Like the, 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 these are genuine contenders across the other side of the city. And, and I it, think and, that that's what... And, you, and you, don't think, that. you don't think they're ready for the challenge, Gary? It's not, it's not that. It, uh, uh, there are, you cannot deny how good Celtic are and what they've achieved and the money that they've spent and what Neil Lennon's achieved in his previous past. But they have never suffered pressure. Let's be honest, in the last 10 years, everything Celtic's achieved, it has been achieved without the shadow of Rangers being there. And Celtic fans can say what they want, but that's true. So and Craig, the players Craig, have grown so, up. Yeah, so Craig Moore, Celtic in uncharted territory and struggling. Well, I mean, at the moment they are. Look, for me, this team hasn't become a, a bad team Um you know, just because of the formula. The, the concerning thing, thing for me uh, for Celtic is, it. You know, if I mean, you, you're expected to win all your games. Celtic Rangers, we, we know that the pressure. That pressure is never going to change. It's always going to be with those football clubs. But when you're not having a good run, and you are losing matches, it's it's how though though how you lose those matches, kick, bite, scratch, compete, um, and make sure that that energy is there. That that. You shouldn't have to talk about that. That should be just a bare minimum. You go out, you're putting on a, a, a Celtic strip, Rangers strip, you know what that means, right? So the minimum 
is to go out there and compete and fight for your life. And that's the way it always was when I, I was kind of playing. It was yeah. like go out, kick, fight, scratch, win the battle. Better players then should go on and win the football match. Now, Celtic don't look like that team that are willing to kick, fight, bite, scratch, compete. Uh, you know, you, we, we touched on, on Scott Brown. You know, he really, he that he is that player uh, and he is somebody that can drive everybody within that team. But it is getting harder and harder for Scott Brown, unfortunately, because because of his age. You know, he still wants to do it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's getting a little bit harder just to be able to get, at it, get about that field. And how many other players of that ilk uh, are in that you know, are in yeah. that Celtic lineup that if he's not doing it then where are they getting that lead from yeah. it's a conversation we're going to pick up on shortly Gary thank you very much for your call we're heading fast towards the news at six and another hour of football chat on the way feel the heat of the game the crunching tackles the near misses and diving headers feel the drive from the sidelines feel the passion of your captain feel the celebrations feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited for more information on boiler servicing and maintenance visit opc-ltd.uk It's a fast-moving football show, this one. Hopefully you're enjoying it as well. One hour down already, another 60 minutes to come, uh, capturing all the excitement and passion uh, that exists in Scottish football. We heard just before the news there that statement from Celtic. So uh, no change, says Peter Lowell, the chief executive, and uh, looking for everyone to gather strength, he says, from adversity. Uh, Neil Lennon apparently still the man to lead Celtic on the pitch, uh, but for how much longer we wonder that will depend on results starting with Thursday night in Milan uh, as Rangers look to clinch their place in the knockout stages of the Europa League competition at home to Standard Liège news uh, as well from Rangers at the moment former Rangers chairman Dave King has agreed to sell his entire stake in the club to fan group Club 1872 uh, reporting uh, reports the daily record as he eyes a, a final legacy from his tenure the businessman took charge at Ibrox in 2015 as he and two other shareholders ousted David Summers and the board with uh, King later becoming chairman. It was announced at the 2019 AGM King would be stepping down but retaining his 20.37% stake in the club. Through his new Oasis Asset Management Group, the South African-based businessman is the biggest single shareholder so uh, shares heading the supporters way Craig Moore and uh, the feel good factor uh, goes on and on at Rangers at the moment well they'll, they'll definitely be taking up those shares won't they you know uh, I'm not sure in terms of uh, 1872 how whether this is their first opportunity to buy shares or how much they actually uh, currently own I, I don't know but um yeah, no, it's fantastic for them to get in I know that Dave King has for, for, for some time has been trying to find a way um to, to move on um, so this certainly doesn't uh, surprise me but for any club uh, you know if you're a supporter of your, your football club and you have the opportunity I think to, to buy shares and be involved I think it's fantastic and I'm sure they'll have no problems whatsoever filling, filling those spots 
Craig's you and I uh, were at Falkirk uh, on Sunday as Rangers, well, they absolutely cruised into the quarterfinals of, of the competition. They'll play St Mirren in Paisley for a place in the, the semi-finals. And I guess Rangers fans at this stage are probably starting to think, yes, they're, they're hearing the, the stay humble message and, and the stay focused from, from Stephen Gerrard, which he gives us on a weekly mm. basis. But, there, but there's bags of optimism. They've got to be enjoying where they are at the moment and thinking 11 points ahead in the Premiership quarterfinals of the League Cup Scottish Cup to come could this be a, a treble winning season for Rangers? Well that's that's where in the future I think first and foremost though you know because of Celtic going out of the um, the League Cup there's a real opportunity for those players to put some proper silverware back in the Ibrox Trophy room that will be the message from Stephen Gerrard remember what's got you success remember the tough times you've been through you know particular Conor Golson James Tavernier um, you know they're probably near the longest you know and, 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 and they've suffered tough times and dark moments and heavy defeats and the League Cup final last season against Celtic will be in the forefront of their mind so it's all about remembering what's made you successful remember why you are top of the league and what's got you there hard work determination organisation all that stuff Rob but they will sense deep inside themselves there's a wonderful opportunity for them to add proper silverware to Ibrox and the players you know when you leave Rangers you're judged on how many trophies you've won how successful you've been not how many games you've played you know or how close you came to winning major trophies so there's a real opportunity for them to go starting with uh, the League Cup Just recapping on that Celtic breaking news as well which uh, we brought you before the news at 6 Celtic Chief Executive Peter Lowell has asked for strength in adversity after calls from supporters for manager Neil Lennon to be sacked those protests of course outside Celtic Park on Sunday after the League Cup defeat at the hands of uh, Ross County Peter Lowell says this is not about any individual uh, but about Celtic Football Club as a collective let's talk now to the former Celtic defender uh, Ramon V Vega is with us. Hi, Ramon. Hello, guys. How are you today? Good to hear from you again. 20 years to the month that you joined Celtic on loan from uh, Tottenham. And you just managed to pick up the three trophies uh, between then and the end of the season. Well, you make me feel old now. Goodness <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah, of course. It's a wonderful uh, period at Celtic. There's no doubt whatsoever. And a very successful... And I think I think Rangers at that time was in a similar position. They were just going, I think, for the ninth or even to the tenth, just were in a in a row position that season, you know. And Celtic was also unsuccessful for quite a long period at a time. And I think that 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 year we we nailed everything pretty much for the, you know kind of the treble. And having been part of such a absolutely fantastic team, it's uh, you know it's uh, it's memories, it's it's, uh, it's passion comes in, emotion coming place. And, and and most importantly, you you embrace all the fans around Celtic at that time. You know, I think it's one of the best periods I, from my point of view, as personal, uh, I had. We're majoring on uh, central defenders tonight, Ramon, because uh, with Alan Stubbs, uh, ex of Celtic, with us in the first hour of the show, we've got former Rangers defender Craig Moore with us in the studio. Uh, former Motherwell mm. skipper Stephen Cragen is here as well. So I think we've got a pretty yeah. solid looking back line, uh, <laughs> to be honest. But I'm, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are about Neil Lennon at the moment uh, and those protests at Celtic Park on Sunday the pressure he's under we've just we've just had the breaking news from Celtic Chief Executive Peter Lowell uh, saying oh. that nothing is changing at the moment 
Well, it's, I think it's a good, uh, impressive first defender he just put on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we, might have, <laughs> we might have to put the boots on again. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> When I see these defenders today, goodness me, I think uh, they have to man up a little bit uh, in, in various ways, to be honest with you. I think uh, this generation, or it's definitely, and I'm talking on behalf of myself now, I think uh, the last 20 years, the generation has changed uh, uh, to a completely different way. I think people are today a little bit less passionate about it, not the soul, maybe sometimes today, it's more about the overall contractual agreement and where we're going to go from, especially I think some of the players, I think, okay, Celtic is only just a little trampoline when they're young and from there they want to go to the Premier League and so on, you know. Uh, I think this is very wrong. This is why I'm getting very kind of angry and I was very kind of angry the last few games with some of the players or I just didn't see any character uh, on the pitch, no passion, no... I don't care if they lost, but if I see there's a, even a yellow card, a red card, whatever it is, you can see that these guys really battle uh, to the end, but none of that happens with these players. And now, of course, coming back to the question that Neil Ellen uh, uh, is saying, to be honest, the question is, what will change if you change him? That's the question you need yeah. to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, what will have to change? You know, I think is it now whatever manager is coming into it, what's going to change? Because yeah. I think, think this, this, the problem is much deeper than just Neil Lennon. I think I feel sorry for him, but at the end of the day, frankly saying he was a legend of the club. Mm-hmm. He's done a fantastic job already in the past. He doesn't have to prove himself from the past. He's done it already. Now he's going through very difficult uh, time as, as a manager with his team. I'll be honest with you, that team uh, completely let him down as well at the same time. You know, He knows he's done mistakes in various places. He's man enough to, to admit that, but at the end of the day, you are a team. You're working out there on the pitch as a team. And the manager, of course, is he can only guide you as much as you can. But at the end of the day, it's you as a player responsible on the pitch. What do you have to do, you know? Uh, it's Craig Moore. Uh, Raymond, how are you Hi, doing? Mike. Yeah, good, good. Very good, Craig. Good, good to talk to you, mate. Yeah, good. Listen, I understand what you're saying about in terms of, you know, a, a new manager. Um and potentially what what can change. I mean, you know, like obviously with, with Neil Lennon, I, I think uh, he's his record and what he's achieved at the football club. You know, I think a lot of people would love to see him still given the opportunity to change things around. But in your experience, did you ever have? You know, we, we've been in a position where the manager changes sometimes by just a new manager coming in. There actually is a lift because all of a sudden is a as a clean slate for 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 all players, uh, maybe players that hadn't been playing. And and I know it shouldn't happen, but sometimes there is a lift naturally just with a new man that comes into a, to a new job. Yeah, you're right. And said, and I experienced that in my career a few times, even at Tottenham Hotspurs. You know, I went through about three managers at a time. It was from Jerry Francis to Christian Gross, the Swiss guy, and then George Graham as well. You know, um, lucky enough, I was always playing with all the three managers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, but you know what? In the same time, yes, some some potentially new opportunity within the squad, the new uh, positivity might come into it. But you know what? I think from my outside now, not even in the dressing room point of view, I see the problem is way much deeper in terms of if I see these guys. I think even a new manager will find it very, very difficult to melt this team together. And you know better than me, if the players don't really understand each other, not in terms of the language, but if football is very international, you know, it's kind of to be together, fight together. Or even frankly saying, tell him off, hey, listen, you were, you were 
crap today, frankly saying, get, you know, get it done, you know. And I don't think that ha- that's happening with these players in a way. They don't have that character, or maybe they're afraid to say, or, or whatever. Because when my time, Chris Sutton, Neil Lennon, of course, as well, we were all characters. We didn't definitely say nothing when something was going wrong in the dressing room. I'll tell you what now, the boots were going flying around. Mm-hmm. when we really, it was not working out. And I think this is what potentially needs to be done. And I think whatever manager comes in, or even Neil Lennon, he needs to bring... Uh, uh, the character out of him, and even if potentially a young Celtic uh, junior player, he's willing potentially to fight for his life because there's an opportunity to play with a big club like Celtic. He will give the passion, the motion, and 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 things just to give in, give a little bit kind of a hook to the whole team. Things like that might even help because maybe the other guys. I feel these guys don't want to even be there at Celtic. No, this for me, I'm getting angry. Mm, it's a huge yeah. club. He's yeah. in I was honoured to play and have that shirt at Santi Bar. And, uh, and to walk out that, to the dressing room losing, you know, not disrespect in the other weekend, but that's one we need to gain confidence against his team. This is the one, even, of course, the smaller team, but that's the one you actually gain confidence, uh, you get your team together, but nothing of that was there. And this is, you know, the question I'm back, does it really make a big difference if now Nilan already goes and somebody comes into it. That's the big question. I believe uh, Neil Lennon now has luck and the support as well. Actually, the board uh, supports him continuity, but for how long? That's, mm. the, that's the question now here, you know. There, w- there was a time, Craggs, uh, as Ramon is saying there, when the door would close in the dressing room and the manager would be shut out mm. and the players would sort it among themselves. That, that's what he's alluding to back in the, back in the Lenny, yeah. Lenny and Chris Sutton and John Hartson and these guys, the, their, their time. Does that happen anymore? No, listen, I think there's different characters nowadays. I think players are a lot more uh, private. They don't speak up an awful lot. They, they look after themselves. They've got their own job in hand. The bigger picture is now they're looking after number one. I don't think they have the camaraderie within the dressing room. They don't have the leadership within the dressing room. There's not enough people prepared to put their head above water to say, listen, this isn't right. How can we fix this? I think, as well, it comes from a confidence thing because some individuals, listen, everyone's different, but if things aren't going well for you as an individual, some people feel it hard to stand up and be critical of others in the dressing room because they know it's coming straight back at them. And people don't like criticism. I think social media has affected that as well because people are so wary of what they say, what they do, how they live, what they eat, you know, how you know what goes on, that they have been scrutinised 24-7 and they just want to live in their own little bubble and get on with it. So, you know, there's no doubt. You speak to modern managers nowadays, that is clearly missing. They need characters to come and do it. And managers are scared to do it in case they lose players. So the whole dynamic has changed completely. And Neil Lennon, uh, Ramon, must be pulling his hair out at the moment because, as we've been saying, as we all know, he's a he's a street fighter uh, as a footballer. He's a scrapper. Yeah. That's what that's what mm-hmm. he does. That's what he wants from his team at the moment. And and at mm-hmm. the moment, it's just not getting through. It's not transferring to what's happening on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely correct. I think you know from Neil Lennon's point, of view, he must be absolutely disappointed in terms because that's not his character <laughs> losing. I know him quite well, to be honest with you, you know. He can be very angry when, when it's not really going that direction, you know, especially there in the midfield with him, you know. But when the reaction doesn't come across to, to the, the players, he must be frustrated. Mm. He must be saying, what the hell is going on? What else can I do here, you know, with these, with these players, you know? I think in that case, it's really, as you said just before, 
the social media and these youngsters today, we call it, in one part, I would say, even spoiled uh, in many ways, mm. let's call it, okay, mm. uh, are, are just saying that don't take the responsibility they're supposed to be. Okay, if you want to show the media and you want to be uh, all over the place, but then you also take the responsibility on the, on the, on the pitch when you're losing. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. switch, off, switch off your social media accounts and get, get done your job properly. That's for that, for that you were actually being paid for, you know? Uh, so I think it has changed the, the overall uh, uh, attitude in the youngsters today, you know? Again, I'm not generalizing in, in all the youngsters. Some of them take it very professional, but I think within this team at the moment now, I just see the passion and emotion and characters are non-existing. And, and from my point of view, I think... Uh, it's very difficult to just put another manager into it and try to get into it. The other question you need to ask, you need to be also sensitive for the board as well. What's, you know, I mean, we've got COVID-19 now here. This season, there's without a doubt, it's, got, it's a completely different season than a normal season. Mm. Last year or two years. Even in the Premier League, you can see some of the teams are struggling. You've got empty stadium, you know, Celtic Park, you know, when it's full, you guys know better than me. And, oh, I know it definitely. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely, absolutely on fire. You know, these fans are absolutely, you know, going mad. You know, and this is just like a, it's another man on the pitch when you play for Celtic. You know, not having these week in, week out, especially when maybe you're one nil down or it's not working out. One of the games, suddenly you're struggling the first half, and you got these guys behind you on the stand screaming, absolutely the hell of it. You will go. 200%. And I think that mentally also for the players will ha- has an impact. There's no doubt. Not just in, in Scotland, but I think all around Europe, yeah. this COVID-19 has an impact on that, you know. Yeah. So that ha- had an influence in terms of how Neil Lennon has to manage that team as well. But basic fundamental part of this is the guys don't have a character or emotional passion behind it. And I think that's the part that definitely needs to be worked. If these guys want to move forward, these same them something. And it's difficult to flick a switch and change that, isn't it? Uh, there's a, there's a, this is a process of weeks of, of, of uh, talking to each other very during the week and the training sessions. Uh, the, the back staff talks with uh, most of the players on, on, on a one-to-one maybe the manager as well. Uh, you know, in any dressing room, you know, there's always little groups together. Each one likes each other more than others. That's, that's the norm in the dressing room, you know. But at the end of the day, when you walk out, you're 11 guys and that's it. Simple as that. You know what you have to do and what's your job, you know. I think to get to melt that psychological side as a team, uh, it's, it's very, very crucial in terms of the back staff and the management. It's where they have to work the most of it. You know, the tactical and the training sessions, that's been given, you know, that's, that's something you do on a daily, but the mental side and to be together as a unit, that's where the, the, the key part is how a successful team is going to be. What's your gut feeling, Ramon, finally? Is Neil Lennon going to turn this around? Because it has to happen quickly, obviously. Well, of course, the times are, well, he's against the wall. Let's not be uh, dreaming about it. He's definitely against the wall now at the moment, you know. He's like, you know, the times are, uh, not uh, with him at the moment, against him, you know. Of course, I wish he would turn this around, because not just for him, but also for the club, because uh, it's a year they could have done 
could potentially do a fantastic historical uh, miracle, you know, ten in a row. But that's really now world far distance now. Now, really, they need to perform to be really up top in, in the top two, top three, you know, to be honest with you. Maybe on Thursday against the big Milan now. They're, they're on fire. They're in the top. They've got fantastic strike and everything. You never know. That might surprise you and, and they have the pride and respect and, and get a win. You never know. That might turn. Just a win. And uh, suddenly turns everything around, especially like at a big club like Milan in this case, you know. Yeah. But again, he's definitely against the wall. That's for certain. Ramon, always good to have you on the show. Me too. Thanks, guys. Take Thanks care of yourself. Me. That's the former Celtic defender, Ramon Vega. You can join us uh, and get involved in the discussion as well. 0808 17 17 700. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. That's the number as well by which you can contact us. Uh, you can get involved, you can have your say, you can ask a question. It's Rob McLean, it's Stephen Cragen, it's Craig Moore in the studio. And in the course of the show so far, we've heard from two Celtic legends, two Celtic defenders, Ramon Vega, a treble winner in six months at Celtic Park on loan from uh, Tottenham. I made some interesting thoughts there as well about what's happening right now. And uh, Alan Stubbs was there on uh, Sunday. He was at Celtic Park, he was inside the ground. Uh, doing uh, media work for Premier Sports as Celtic crashed out of the League Cup to Ross County. Interesting to hear his eyewitness account of what happened before and after the match and during as well. And of course, what's happened in the course of the show today is that Celtic have issued a statement. Uh, Chief Executive Peter Lowell has asked for strength in adversity after calls from fans for Neil Lennon to be sacked. Uh, this is not about any individual, said Lowell in the statement, but about Celtic Football Club as a collective. Uh, Neil, the players and backroom staff who've already done so much for the club share in all of that. They've never been more determined to succeed, having enjoyed, having enjoyed such sustained, unprecedented success. We now, we now need strength in adversity. Stephen Craig, an easier said than done. Yeah, I think it's the line you said that... Uh Peter is quoted as saying that the players have never been more determined. And it goes back to the point of the only way you can show your determination and back that statement up is by your performance on the pitch. You know, Craig said it, you can talk all you want. Actions speak louder than words. It was Alan maybe said it. Yeah, you have to go and replicate it. Yeah. You have to go and do it. And you can't wait for someone to motivate you and, and someone to cajole you and push you and try and get the best out of you and poke you. You've got to do it yourself. It's something deep inside you that says, do you know what? I'm going to go out and show what I'm all about. Forget everyone else. I'm going to look after number one. I'm going to make sure I'm on my game. I'm going to match my runner. I'm going to win my header. I'm going to chase down. I'm going to put the ball in the box. I might make mistakes, but if you can get every single player doing that, and as much as Neil Lennon can try and get it out of individuals, he's got to try and coax it out of them a little bit. But that's something personal. It has to be personal now for Celtic players. They have to think, Sunday wasn't good enough. I didn't like the noise and the atmosphere after the game with the supporters. That can't happen again. And the only way I can affect that is by my performance on the pitch. And if a collective comes together, they can improve and move forward. Let's talk to David, who is a Celtic fan. Hi, David. Hi, how are we doing? You right? Yeah, not bad. What are you thinking? Well, um, similar to calling a while back, I think there were frustrations already. My concern really is, um, we know football's a business these days, but what impact is this going to have going forward? We've got Celtic fans talking about not spending money in the club shop, not renewing season books, um, because they feel that that's the only way the board's going to listen. So we know for, for most of us, myself included, I couldn't care less if we get humped on Thursday by Milan. Uh, we want to see what we can do towards the end of this season. And ultimately, as much as we love and respect Lenny, um, we don't want him in the job. 
So do we think this is going to affect um, future seasons, never mind this one? So you you wouldn't mind a humping as you describe, beautifully described it in, in Milan on, on Thursday? Yeah, I'd forget 10 in a row. I'd take 10 pastas as long as you got us 10 in a row and got a new gaffer in. So what, what do you make of the statement, David, that, that we've just read out that, that was issued just a wee while ago from, from Peter Law saying we're all in this together? Yeah, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of buzzwords and a lot of saying the right things to try and galvanise people and get togetherness, but that's too far gone, I think, for the majority of Celtic fans, that let's galvanise, let's get together, we all want the same things. Um, the reality is we don't. We want Lennon gone. So, so David, it's Craig Moore here. So you're, you're thinking that a, a new manager is the is the way forward uh, for Celtic. A couple of things on that. So what what difference or what impact do you think a, a new manager can have on on this playing group? And uh, and secondly, who do you think uh, potentially could be the the right fit for the next Celtic manager if that was to be the case? Yeah, I think when we look at um, individual players, I think I mentioned this before, that when you've got individual players not performing, it's easier to change the, the mindset. It may be a new manager coming in, that takes the pressure off the players, it gets them talking about the manager and the style of football and what the new Celtic's going to look like so the players can focus on that football then. But then equally, um, again, having that new manager might give people a kick up the backside to perform and maybe they feel comfortable because they've been part of a setup for so long. Um, in terms of who would who would we like, I think short term, somebody to get the job done, somebody who um, who can galvanise the players and to use that buzzword from the statement. Um, I think you could get an old school head to come in and, and do that. And there was talk of Martin O'Neill and Keane, but um, my choice would be the, the current Brentford manager in the Championship in England, Thomas Frank. I think it'd be a fantastic appointment, but I don't know if that, a longer term plan rather than the ten in a row in the short term. And could could you could you handle a long term plan, David? Could you could you write off ten in a row? That's a difficult question, isn't it? Um, I think for me, for me personally, if it meant that we lost the the league next season, but we did the ten, I think I'd take that on the chin. If it meant that maybe we won one domestic competition or even none next season, if it meant the ten and you can rebuild after that again. It's just such a momentous year. I just feel that um, we've had plenty of time to do this and deal with this and address it, um, and the board's left it till till the last minute to make any drastic decisions or changes, and they're still not doing it. Do you, do you think you speak for many other Celtic fans uh, in saying that, that, that you would happily let 10 in a row go in favour of getting things sorted for the longer term? Oh, no, I'd, I'd say the opposite. I'd rather 10 in a row than, um, than address the... In terms of a long-term concern, I think I'd rather 10 in a row because um, you can have a season to make up for it. The 10's momentous. Neither of us have ever done it. Um, so I'd take the hit on the next two seasons if it meant the 10, because this is history. When's the opportunity in modern football like this going to come up again? David, when did you decide that Neil Lennon wasn't the man for the job? And the reason I ask is because ahead of Sunday, there was a lot of people undecided. And I think Sunday's performance and result has just tipped people over the edge. Were you one of those ones or have you been going on for a while that you think it's time for a change? Yeah, it's no disrespect to, to Lennon, but I think football as a game is changing. That sort of aggressive um, shouting from the stand mentality and um, Raymond touched on it 
talking about modern footballers and what they're like these days. Um, I think that's gone out of the game. So when Lennon came in after Rodgers, I was happy for him to see the season out. But I think uh, he shouldn't have taken the job further than that point. It should have been, thank you, you got us to the treble treble. Um, leave as a legend that, that you are and a well-respected man that you are and I hope he continues to be. Is, is that Neil Lennon now, shouting and screaming? Uh, it, it, mm. You know, it, it was. It's the, it's the old perception of what Neil Lennon was like as a manager. Um, I'm, not sure that, I'm not sure that's the way he, he is these days. Yeah, I, do, I have concerns as well about how much of um, Brendan Rodgers' football and style that, that Lennon's adapted. I think he's seen that it worked and continued it. But that was only going to go on for so long with his with his management style and background. And we, it's been touched on by a few people that the background staff again aren't his. Yeah, when he, when he was when he was talking earlier, um, he, he did make a point of when when he was being asked about being under pressure in that media conference on, on Sunday. He did make a point of mentioning the the backroom staff in all of that because they they're all wrapped up in it. As the team mm. are a collective, the coaching staff is similar but of course it's him at the sharp end and 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 that's what happened you don't get squads of players sacked managers yeah. take the hit no well that's the issue isn't it david you know when you talk about turning things around and changing it uh and and, and peter lawwell is saying you know we will back the players we back the manager but if results don't improve the only person you can change short term is your manager because you can't go and, sh- you know, as Rob says you can't ship out 12 even come january you can't get rid of seven or eight players because nobody wants your players you know, maybe on too much money or, the, you know, budgets are spent elsewhere. So it's the only option left, which I suppose puts even more pressure on Neil Lennon. If he is going to be the man short term, he has to win games. Listen, Neil's not stupid. Neil's an experienced enough player, manager to know that if you're not winning football matches, no matter what club you're at, you're going to be under huge pressure. Even more so at a club like Celtic with the Holy Grail at the end of this season, potentially. So he knows what's around the corner for him. But it, it is going to, I mean, I've said it already, it's going to take a huge shift in performance, in mentality, in results in such a short space of time. And listen to what David's saying, he doesn't believe it can happen. Especially yeah. if especially if it's the uh, the Brentford manager. Is he, what, was the, what was the name again, David? Thomas Frank. Thomas Frank. I mean, you know, does he know enough? Can he come in? Can he hit, hit the ground running? Because whoever it is, if if Rangers, if, if Celtic are going to remain competitive yeah. in the title race, it's somebody, it's somebody that's got to click into gear immediately. Yeah, they they, they have to. Uh, I, I'm just interested, as in, because uh, David, I think, is is no different to a lot of Celtic fans. Where I keep him uh, sh- short term, short term in terms of you know we know, we all know what's at stake this year with, with ten in a row. Um, so I understand that, and and getting ahead in potentially that 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 knows the knows Glasgow, knows what it's like, knows the goldfish bowl, knows the expectations, all those kind of things. Somebody uh, that can uh, steer the ship, like Neil Lennon done when it, when he he came in, exactly the, the the same kind of thing. Um, but for me, it's just like the team where the team's lacking. Like says, it's hard for Neil Lennon to to. to that desire, that desire in the players to, to go out and run, fight and battle. And if, if you've got that, and, and Craig, you touched on it as well, if every player goes out onto that football field with that desire to beat their opponent mm-hmm. and you have the majority of your, your, your boys winning those battles across the field, you go and win a game of football. I, I don't care what anybody says, you go and win a game of football. Um, but 
it's just interesting that the the a lot of Celtic fans that short short term approach. I understand what's at stake, but at what at what stage do you turn around and look at the the longer term and potentially fresh eyes? You know, somebody that maybe is is not someone that that you know the UK based or someone that doesn't have all the I'm not saying the baggage, but the all the history and and all the pressure of of of, of what Glasgow is all about. Just fresh eyes. I think actually that can be a good thing at, at a certain time, the right time as well. David, thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the short term, um, even some of these sort of old heads and the people that know Glasgow and that classic line, he knows the city, that sort of stuff. Um, even if it is somebody that does come in, it's a change of face, it's a change of scenery. It's a, it's a rocket up the backside, maybe, to get players going, like when Lennon came in, because whoever it is, you can't, like we said, you can't make whole cha- wholesale changes with the squad immediately. So if you've got a manager that comes in and makes changes and tell them what this means, it's a fresh, it's a fresh face. Um, I don't think it's the long-term solution. Um, I do think, um, I agree, we maybe need to go further afield to look at our long-term plans. But short-term, um, ultimately, anybody can get this squad galvanised and, and up playing. And I know there's been names sounded about uh, Martin and Neil Roy Keane together and um, Gordon Strachan. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if that's what I'd want. I'd like to think that the board um, have looked at these things and they've got a backup plan at the moment, but um, the, the state and the disconnect between the fans, I don't know if they do. But see, when you say short-term, don't you think that's been the problem over the last number of years, that there has been a short-term vision at Celtic? You know, they haven't planned for replacing experienced players. You know, they, they've sold Kieran Tierney, they've sold Moussa Dembele, wonderful money coming in from Champions League. And to be where they are in the situation you're in, Maybe longer term strategic planning may not have, you know, have Celtic in this moment in time. So bringing someone in for four or five months as a manager and then trying to bring someone in for another year, there has to be surely a longer term strategy where the club can progress. There's a pathway from young players into the first team. You know, my concern would be Celtic bringing a big name manager like a Brendan Rodgers who does really well. And then he's going to use that as a stepping stone to potentially go back to the Premier League. Then what happens if he goes, I mean, you're talking about Thomas Frank, if he comes in, wins 10 in a row, suddenly teams in the Premier League in England say, well, we want him. He then leaves and Celtic are back to square one. So there has to be planning, not just for players when they move on, but there has to be planning for managers as well, David. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, if this wasn't the 10 in a row season, I'd completely agree. I wouldn't want anything short term. I'd want us to have an objective in and, um, when Rogers came in, and I know um, we'll be very fortunate to get anybody like him again, um, regardless of how he left. Um, but we do need somebody to, to build it from the ground up and have a, a youth system that's bringing players through. If we look at um, Lennon, um, young Henderson was getting into the squad, and Dembele, um, these sorts of players that aren't getting a sniff now, is it because Lennon doesn't know his squad? Is it because because pressure he's got to play the more experienced players because it'll look negatively in terms of his management style and his ethos. Um, I don't know. Mm. How, how big a percentage of the Celtic fans do you think, David, share your view on want Lennon out? Poor. Cool. I'll let you answer that one. Um, I'd say, well, realistically, I'd, I've honestly got to say it's got to be 90% plus. I honestly really think so. And, and it's no disrespect to Lennon. I don't think any, there's many that wish ill of them. I think they just think um, it's run its course. And does, ha- does it have to be now before there's any more damage done? Because if you let it run, I mean, 
uh, Peter Lowell's talking about let's stick together at the moment. If, if you let it run into the weekend, uh, you run the risk of 11 points becoming a, bit, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think if you're looking at how long do we stick together and we'll push forward, the, the Champions League exit, was that an opportunity to, to make the change with Varos? Was that an opportunity to get somebody in and have more time? Is it the, is it the cheap option from the board? I don't know, but I absolutely now think it should have happened um, weeks ago, if not right now. I don't know why we're waiting for the trip to Milan in European competition that we've got um, nothing to play for. I don't see the benefit of Lennon travelling with them. I don't know why we're not making changes now. David, thanks for your call. Thanks ever so much. Thank, Thank you very much. Thanks, All man. the best, and you can do the same as well. Join the conversation 0808 17 17 700. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Chris, thanks a lot for that. Uh, big matches coming uh, this week and just 48 hours away. European action, the Europa League. It's that match we've been speaking about from the top of the show. AC Milan against Celtic in the San Siro. It's a 5-6 to six kickoff on Thursday. And it's followed by Rangers against Standard Liège. Stephen Gerrard's team hoping to get the job done. They very nearly got it done last Thursday. Uh, can they get to the knockout stages this Thursday and maintain their very impressive uh, home? record of course in European competition and of course their uh, 23 game unbeaten run in all competitions since the start of the season's Champions League action tonight and also of course Scotland against Finland in the women's European qualifiers that's a 7.30 kickoff at Easter Road uh, the Scotland team has been named and it is this Lee Alexander in goals Kirsty Smith Rachel Corsi the captain Jen Beatty, Kim Little Caroline Weir we had her on the show a couple of weeks ago Lisa Evans Jane Ross, Christy Murray, Martha Thomas and Erin Cuthbert and uh, well Scotland looking to win that one Crags having lost in Helsinki and lost in Lisbon uh, the nine group winners and the three uh, best runners up qualify automatically for the finals in England with the six other sides finishing second going into a playoff that's the that's the background to this uh, to come for Scotland away to Cyprus uh, and then at home to Portugal but a lot hinges mm. on uh, on tonight a draw would keep it alive but I think effectively Slightly. Scotland need to win yeah I think if they win their next three games the maximum naturally the maximum amount of points they can get is 18 so as it looks at the minute I had a look today that uh, Italy are currently second in 21 points in Group A I think Russia are in 24 points so they're not going to beat them and Belgium are in 18 points but with plus 28 goal difference so Scotland put plus 14 so there had to be a huge goal swing for them to be one of the best runners up to qualify automatically so I think if they win their next three games they will come second in the group I, th I think they can come yeah they will come second in the group and they will go into a playoff and you'd like to think Scotland would be good enough to win in the playoff but they've lost in Finland and they've lost in Portugal their manager Shelley Kerr is still, still yeah. self-isolated yeah. she's not on the touchline she'll be going mad sitting in the house mm. trying to speak to the bench and what's going on so you'd imagine they will try and arrest things it's still in their own hands but they have to win all three games. That's going to be torture, Craig, tonight for, for Shelley Kerr. Um, the, the distance of the M8 between her and the match, but she oh. can't go to it because of self-isolation. Um, that's going to be tough. I can't imagine anything worse if you were like a, a manager and, mm. and, and, you know, such an important game um, and, and not being there, but, you know, kind of just feeling as if you can't, you can't really influence you can't things. can't affect the game. Yeah, yeah. you know, so that, that, that must be a tough one. But... Hopefully, um, you know the girls can can get the result. And as you mentioned, Craig, the, the results are important. Mm. You know, not not draws. You, you, you're at home. These are games that you you need to kind of win. And 
And while it's in your own hands as well, mm. uh, make sure that you, you take those opportunities. So good luck to to the Scottish... Uh, it's just girls. because there's been such a good feel-good factor, hasn't there? With yeah. being in the Euros, yeah. being in the World Cup, wanting to go again, really thought we're making strides forward and just losing in Finland and losing in Portugal, it's just setting back a little bit. So it's a different... A different experience for them. They're going to have to go and bounce back and show a little bit of metal and character, which is what we've been speaking about all night long with regard to Celtic. So, you know, let's hope they can go and do it. Yeah, good luck to Scotland. 7.30 start. It is at Easter Road, Scotland against Finland. And as uh, as Craigs was saying there, yeah, the the main show in town at the moment, all about Celtic and Neil Lennon and that statement um, issued earlier on in the, the Go Radio football show with OPC Energy Limited. Uh, Celtic Chief Exec uh, Peter Lowell uh, asking for strength in adversity and calling for supporters to stick by Neil Lennon and as things stand. This is not about any individual, he said, but about Celtic Football Club as a collective. Uh, Peter Lowell said, Neil, the players and backroom staff who've already done so much for the club share in all of that. They've never been more determined to succeed, having joined, enjoyed such sustained, unprecedented success. We now need strength in adversity. Uh, he also said, together we've faced unique difficulties in the early part of the season, some of it beyond our control. There's a long way to go and everyone at the club is ready for the challenge. The big question, of course, is uh, this week, Thursday night, Sunday, are the players ready for the challenge? Can they dig in? Are they capable of digging in and, and turning adversity into a big positive, Craig Moore? They'll need to be, or unfortunately, Neil Lennon will be gone. Um, but look, the other thing is, do, do they want? Do they want to keep? Do they want to keep Neil Lennon in a job? It's 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 in their it's un, it's in their control. Again, I'm sitting on the outside, so sometimes you don't know the the, the dynamics of the inside of the football club. But look, I know I know how tough it can be for a player at times when 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 things aren't happening, uh, confidence isn't there. And we've touched on it. I don't know how many times tonight. But what you can guarantee your football club is that you go out there and you run your heart out, you kick, you, you fight, and you compete. And and if you do those things, um, then that can get you out of a, a sticky situation and, and can start to get you on the, the turn of more positive performances. That, for me, is a given. And and if you don't see that, whether it's uh, you know against AC Milan, who's a, a, a tough, tough ask, because AC Milan are a very good side, um, or, or if you don't see it again at the weekend, then... That for me will be a clear sign that things are not going to change. You see, that's short term. That's a short term reaction from players to go and show, look at me, I care. You know, when you play for Celtic or when you play for Rangers, eyes are on you. When you have that jersey on, there's no hiding place. There's absolutely no hiding place. You can hide behind the manager when he's doing press conferences, you can get away and you can look after yourself. But on that pitch, there's no hiding place, Rob. And that's where you see players fighting for themselves, fighting for the club. So short term, it's great. You, know, you want a reaction, your energy, high energy. But there has to be a plan then moving forward on the pitch. There has to be a style of play. There has to be recurring themes. They have to defend better. I think the imbalance in the Celtic squad actually is shining through for me. They've no out-and-out wingers. James Forrest is injured. Is James Forrest going to come back and be the best player in the world? Probably not, so it's going to take him a while to settle in. Mikey Johnson has missed a lot of games through injury. They're very one-dimensional. You know, you watched Ross County on, 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 at the weekend. They showed Celtic in the pitch all the time. They showed them into the congested centre of the pitch. Where there's numbers. Where there's numbers. And that suited them. And that's what teams are doing. They're making it difficult for Celtic to play. Celtic don't have the pace and the trickery to go around the outside anymore. They're very one-dimensional. So they have to find a way to be competitive in the game. They have to find a way to win games. They've got to find a way to keep clean sheets. They've got to find a way to get the best out of the players. 
Neil Lennon's got a tough job on his hands. And for 90 minutes, and for game after game, it's like it's too many times this season we've seen a, a, a good 25 minutes, yeah. you know, uh, or a good for, second half against that. But it's just you're picking little pieces of a game. Bits and pieces, yeah. Yeah, I mean there was that, yeah. there was there was that uh, it was twenty minutes against Aberdeen, wasn't it, in the in the Scottish Cup semi final? Just they turned on Blew the quality. The, it was almost like turning on a tap. They got the job done, uh, and that and that was it. But but it's just been little cameos mm. little flitting in and out of games, and that's not good enough. Yeah, and you have to say even over the past couple of weeks since that performance, I mean the little spell against Motherwell as well, where they blew them away and got their goals. But you know there hasn't been enough for the Celtic fans to grab and think. You know, we're making strides forward. We now got our consistency back. And even at the early part of the season, where Neil probably didn't come under as much scrutiny, where they didn't play well, but they won. You have to, Neil got manager of the month in September. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's only a matter of yeah. weeks ago he was yeah, getting yeah. manager of the month. However, they weren't playing overly great, but they were winning games. Yeah. And sometimes players can be afforded and managers can be afforded the results. Yeah. Our performances aren't great, but you're winning. You can dig it out, you can grind it out, you can go and win games, you can put teams to bed. But when you're not playing well and you're not winning games, yeah. that's when you know the highlight sorry, gets highlighted even more and even more scrutiny comes on you because they want to see a style of play, they want to see something else and they're not getting that at the minute. And the question, of course, was asked of him after that uh, shock cup result on Sunday. Uh, what about the immediate future for Neil Lennon? Does he believe in himself? You know, but I had, I've told you all I had a conversation with Dermot and Peter on Friday, you know, and we want to find solutions to the problems that we're having. Obviously, on evidence today, we're still having the, the same problems. But I can't say what decisions the board may or may not make. The talking will have been going on constantly uh, behind the scenes and, and all we get is what is offered to us and that statement from, from Peter Lowell in the course of the last uh, couple of hours saying, uh, let's dig in, um, let's turn this negative at the moment into a, into a positive. But, it, but it's words which are relatively meaningless unless something happens on the pitch. Look, that's where it changes. It changes out on that football field. Um, look, somebody had to come out with a state with a statement, so it was no surprises with that. But the only people at this moment in time that can turn turn things around for this football club are the players. Um, Neil Neil Lennon can have his game plan and, and and all those kind of things, but he's helpless once those those players get out, go out into that football field. So it's down to those players to turn the fortunes around for Celtic Football Club. You know what? Sorry, Craig's. Neil Lennon has to, you know, he, he'll have tried everything, believe me. I know him, he'll have tried everything. You almost have to go in and pull in the heartstrings of players. You almost have to be emotional with them before the game. You've got to put the emphasis on them. You've got to ask them, do they really want to be at this football club? You've got to go through all the cliches to try and make something click in their mind or something to go, that means something to me, this is hurting me, this is going on. He, that that is the the final straw for me because you can shout and roar and you can get your shape and you, but you have to touch on their heartstrings. You have to make them want to go out there and do it for themselves, rather than everyone else. Do it for yourself first and foremost, and everything else but will it, follow. It might be time. It might be time for something slightly different, Craig. Because yeah. you know what it's like. It's where if you you're not getting things and a manager comes in, he's shouting all the time. You kind of get switch you, off. you switch off. You get used to it. So something different. Uh, it's a good point. Yeah. It, might, it might be worth Neil Lennon, and hopefully can keep him in business. Mm. Have you been there? Have you been in that very dressing room atmosphere, yeah. Crags, where it's uh, it's backs to the wall? Listen, I've never 
played in a dressing room or, or I suppose it's always went, back to the wall in yeah, a dressing room yeah. isn't it <laughs> with players at the old firm you know but I've been in enough dressing rooms where you're up against it and you're fighting and you're looking around and you're almost looking and thinking who's going to be the spark who's going to be the one player in here that's going to spark us into action and I've actually players didn't look that way and think do you know what I'm going to be the one I'm going to be the one that put my hands up I'm going to go chasing I'm going to try and ignite my team round about me to do something different because something needs to change and Craig says the only way you can do it is on the pitch and if everyone has that mentality I'm going to be the spark I'm going to be the one you know it, it, I think Ramon said it, it's an absolute privilege to play for Celtic it shouldn't be a burden it should be an excitement and a privilege so don't abuse your privilege you've got thousands of supporters who are desperate for you to do well want you to do well if it means going and doing it for them or doing it for something else you have to find a way to win a game of football Craig have you been there? I have, I have. Uh, my, my brief spell at, at Gladbach, um, you know, kind of different days to what I was used to at Rangers where you, you, you're winning trophies uh, or in a position to win trophies. We were fighting relegation. Uh, and so you see a, a different dynamic. You see different characters, um, you know, and there was four or five players, Czech actually, Czech Republic players, where two of them were playing but three of them weren't playing. And you can see there's people that are trying to twist and turn and uh, horrible, horrible, where, again, they were looking at hope hoping the manager was going to get the sack who was Dick Avocado at the time yeah. so that they, they could get, get a, a, f- a fresh lease mm. of life to potentially go. I've seen it. It's, it's horrible. Craig and uh, Craigs, thanks very much indeed for the, the chat in the course of the evening. Thanks a lot to Ramon Vega and Alan Stubbs as well and your calls as well, all contributing to a lively couple of hours on the football show. And because we've uh, enjoyed it so much, we're going to come back tomorrow and we're going to do the same thing all over again. It's uh, Barry Ferguson and it's Darren D with me here tomorrow night. Join us at five. The Bull Radio Football Show. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk.